Common Sense Advice for Life, helping with self-awareness, family, and relationships in a complex world. Now, here's Will Kesley and Tony Peck. All right, welcome back to the show. Let's chat we are. with Will and Tony. We've explained this before. It, it wouldn't be Let's Chat with Will and Tony if it was just Will. Or Tony. Or just Tony. Because then you can't chat. <laughs> and, uh, and and then I'd be talking to myself. I don't be, know. I get pretty good chatting myself. Yeah, so narcissistic, yeah. right? It is bad. <laughs> just, I, I'm, I'm happier talking to myself. It's actually a problem now. This is what we're talking about with technology. We're getting so used to having our own relationships with technology. Now you add AI to that, artificial intelligence, and you're going to have no reason to go to school, no reason to talk to anybody, no reason to have an opinion on anything because it's going to feed whatever opinion you've got. You're not going to get countering opinions where you can actually grow your opinions and thoughts. You know, it reminds me of that, uh, you're gonna that sit in Disney a chair. show, Wally. Yeah, <laughs> where the guy, they're in the spaceship in their chairs, being fed sodas and yep. their screen, and they're floating around, and they lose the ability to walk. And the first one takes the step out of the chair, and it's like, oh, Ooh, what know, do I do? Big thing. Uh, what's that movie had uh, Kate Beckinsale in it? And they, you'd go into a place, and they would uh, it's in the future, and they would replace thoughts in your mind, and you could live. Um, do you remember that? Show? Anyway, and, I don't remember that. Yeah, it, it just slipped me the name of it. But anyways, <laughs> you'd you'd get these thoughts in your brain, and you get to go live in a fantasy land. Yeah, you could live remotely, whatever, whatever outside that, your body, whatever that wanted you to have. So you could you could become anything. I want to be a doctor who's famous. Next, you know, you're this doctor, and you live through the whole life of being famous. We're seeing that now, especially you get these these goggles now you can put on, and they're in 3D, and you can lay in your chair, and you can go to space, and you can have all this fulfillment stuff being fed to you through these lenses, and you never interact with anybody. Society is going to get really, really weird. I mean, you see it all over the place. You see these these different aspects and these different syndromes they call mm-hmm. them yeah. that have come from this technology world. And <clears throat> I'm telling you, at least in my mind, the, the more you did use it only as a tool mm-hmm. and use it for what it was, what it's but don't for, use it for emotional fulfillment, but don't use it. If you using your phone for emotional fulfillment, we always talk about halt, right? Hungry, angry, lonely, or tired. If you're, if you're one of those States and your reaction is to grab your phone and zone out, mm-hmm. You're in a bad spot. And you're not going to get happier from it. <laughs> and you won't get happier from it. you actually get worse. That's right. And, and so, that, the same thing with HALT has to do with all kinds of chemicals, right? This is what we talk to people that have addictions. Okay. It's the same process. You have yeah. a, and a cocaine addiction. Well, cocaine is doing the same thing to the brain. The brain goes, oh, I want more of that. And so you go do a, and I don't see anybody that goes and does these kinds of things that walks away going, I feel so much better about myself. Yeah. I want, man, I, I wish I could just do cocaine every day. Right. They and usually feel way worse about it. Same themselves. way with these goggles. You put yeah. them on. It's like, oh, it's fun. It's kind of entertaining at first. But then it starts to take you down that hole and you can't get off it. And then when you do get off it, you don't feel better about it. You don't walk off going, man, I'm so happy. I, I feel better. I feel enriched. Like I'm you do if you hear so music. I'm so glad or, I spent eight hours playing Halo. You don't. You don't. You actually feel down. You do. And the, but then the next day you're like, oh, I got to play Halo again because you want that charge. Your brain's saying that. Yeah, exactly. You think you're controlling that, but your brain's saying it wants it. Yep. And so we think we have control over identity. Well, you really don't. Over time, it still starts influencing what you do. <clears throat> By the way, there's some great studies on that where they would take people and they would have their hands inside these boxes and they would say, like, uh, push your, your index finger for yes and your middle finger for no and something else. And you could control what was going on, but what you pushed. So you'd see something on the screen and you'd push these little cues inside these little controllers. Now, the point of the whole thing isn't the details. It was that people thought they were controlling the game. Uh-huh. And what they proved was the game was giving influences that was telling the brain what to do. And they were pushing the button, believing they were making the choice and the game was making the choice for them. Interesting. But they walked away going, uh, I made that choice. They're like, nope, the game made that choice for you. And they could get where they can, can they could tell you what fingers you would push down and say, you're going to push on da 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 and you would map that complete thing out. And you'd say the whole time going, I made that decision. I decided to push my ring finger down. And they're like, nope. 
because you patterned exactly what we programmed you to put your fingers down to. Wow. And you thought you were in control. Yeah, you thought you were in control. Yeah. All right, so we got a text in. Okay. Oh, (laughs) great. Let me hear it. Yeah, it says, "Uh, great, Tony. Uh, I love the advice. It scares the snot out of me. Uh, understand. Don't be scared. It's not out of you. Just make some changes. Right. Adapt. She goes. Don't have to run around in fear. She goes. Good luck. You don't have kids in high school where they're required, and in junior high school, and oh, elementary school as well. They're required to have technology. Oh That's yeah. Hey, where they get their homework. That's where they do their reporting. How do you handle that? You know, my kids are in the same circumstance. I have kids <clears throat> in high school, and it's they're exactly accurate. They come home with their. Chromebook, mm-hmm. and everyone's issued a Chromebook, mm-hmm. and a lot of their assignments are on there. I say, okay, yeah, maybe that's the case. But what are you doing every other out of the day mm. outside of that? You know, I've sat down with my kids and worked their mastering physics or whatever on the online mm-hmm. and, and sat down with them and on the Internet, and we're going through all their physics problems, and we're doing the work, and we're interacting with each other doing a math mm-hmm. problem. Mm-hmm. Compared to them scrolling on a YouTube channel yeah. mindlessly through videos. Being entertained. And I'll tell you, there's a huge difference between the two situations from a connectedness. One is, is actually a learning process. Mm. The other one is they're zoned out. They're tripped off. Now, the key is if they go from that screen, then to the video game screen, then to the phone screen, back to the video screen, then to bed, and then back to the screen at at school, problem. that's where you're going to be a huge problem. So one of the main, main differences you want to watch for, if, you go, if you're going to technology or to any of these social media type events, because you're looking for emotional stimuli, that's a key factor. There's other so ones involved. Right there. But this is one we can easily all identify. Yep. If I'm bored, so I go to my phone. If I'm anxious, so I go to my phone. If I'm lonely, so I go to my phone. Tired, go to get my on phone. my phone. Right. This is what happens to people that have other addictions. We see this a lot with opiate use. So, for example, you go to the doctor, you have a back pain, he gives you an opiate, you go home. The brain loves that candy. It loves that opiate candy. It gives oxytocin and dopamine and stuff to the brain. The brain's like, oh, I'm happy. You feel happy. And everything's great. Well, because the brain learns that that chemical makes you feel good and you're only getting it when you have pain, the next time you have pain, the doctor gives it to you again. Now the brain goes, hmm, second time. Pain means great oxytocin. oxytocin. So the next thing you know, your brain will produce chronic pain. Just to get the... Because it knows what it's going to get when you get chronic pain. And it's real pain. I mean, look, the, the, the nerve endings that go to your brain go, that's pain. Your brain can create that all day long. So you have pain. You wow. have no pathology, but you have yeah. pain because it, what it's expecting is you're going to go to the doctor now and get an opiate. So if you're on your phone to have emotional fulfillment... It's the same thing. And it gets it. It's going to make you want to have more of it. It doesn't care at the end how you feel. It just wanted what it wanted. Yeah. It wanted some emotional stimuli. And that's when you know it gets broken. Right. So that's when you want, that's yeah. why I say when you get done, you don't feel better about things because that's not what it's trying to get from you. It just wants to have some emotional stimuli. Yeah. I think that's a great uh, judgment of it. I mean, this is now, we've been doing the show how long? A year. Year. Yep. Basically a year. So early on, we were doing an episode like this and we talked about giving stuff up. Mm-hmm. So I decided personally that I give up all my social media apps. Yeah. So I delete them all. Yeah. And it's been, you know, have you missed them? No, not at all. Not at all. Actually, I've, I haven't missed them at all. And you gained back four hours a day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I haven't missed them all, but I found myself, you know, at those times where I'm, you know, hungry. hungry, angry, lonely, tired. So what do I do now? There's all these other like little like hobbies and things I do. I talk to my wife more. Mm-hmm. I talk to my kids. I read to my son at night. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I do all these things with that extra time that are actually enriching activities. Right. 
that I wasn't doing before or I was neglecting. I wasn't doing as much of them before. And it's just been amazing. It's actually been really good for me personally, that show that you and I did where good, we gave it up. Good for your tones. Yeah, there you go. Proud of you. Well, uh, interesting thing, too. If, if you had the idea of realizing every moment you're on one of those Facebook things, you're making someone else a bunch of money. How do you feel about that? You're giving up your time and being life. sold. You're being sold. How does that feel for you? I feel oily now. Don't you feel geeky? We have to go home and take a shower. Gl- right? uh, let, me, <laughs> let, me add, let me add a little stronger opinion. And I say this only because this is something to consider when it comes to schools. Okay. So, okay, I got teachers that are going to be furious with me when I tell you this. A lot of what we're doing with technology is because, well, the technology is going. Kids got to learn how to use technology. No, it has to do with being lazy as an instructor. Mm. Because what I see is, well, all that's on, it's all on the screen and I can duplicate that and copy. I don't have to go make copies. You are the bad cup. I know. I'm the bad (laughs) bad cup. Now I'm not saying like, I love, there's a lot of teachers that are fantastic, but I want teachers to check their six and ask yourself if you're using technology so you can get the job done easier, more convenient, easier way to monitor. I want you to check that and say, Hmm, maybe I had to change that motive. It can't be about convenience. So that's all I want you to do. And, and like, like we always say, right, if you're using the tool for the reason the tool and it's a more effective method of yep. getting the information out or yep. allowing more people to be, have access to information, yep. you're probably in a reasonable spot. But if you're just doing it because somebody gave you a CAN program, it's like, hey, go learn physics on, online. I don't have to teach you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's probably dirty motive. That's what I want you to do is check, check, just check your motive. I'm not going to accuse anybody of anything. I just want to say that it's out there. It exists. We know people struggle with that. Make sure you're not one of those. Yeah. You made a point earlier about kids doing homework on it and, and doing some learning from them. Okay, kids in high school, look, they got to learn how to use the tool. They're going to be in front of that tool the rest of their life. That's just society. Yeah. That's not what we're talking about. We're not talking about abolishing it. We're talking about learning how to use it and it not use you. Correct. And right now we have way too much of it learning how to use you. What we're also talking about is getting it in front of them too early before the brain formulates how to manage sensories and perceptions and relationships and communications because what it does, it robs the child of the ability to develop those things in a healthy way so they can use those later in life. And you don't get those years back. You know, by the time you're in high school, you're – you're not fully developed, but you're fairly down the process and you're in a spot where you've kind of learned the difference between some of the things. When you're in t- early grade school, you know, kindergarten and younger, and you're just spending that time on there. Then for it's entertainment. For entertainment. Or babysitting. Or, that's yeah. what we're concerned about. That's what now, we're talking about. with that being said, uh, my daughter, um, when this phone stuff started, all our kids had flip phones. Remember those? Yeah. <laughs> we didn't have smartphones. My youngest daughter's like, well, I got to have one because the teachers, we actually went to school and said, no, you'll give it to her in printed paper. We want it in 3D. And the teachers were furious with us. Don't you understand what kind of work that makes for me? That's how everything is nowadays. I don't care. You require my child to go to your school. I require you to teach them in ways that are healthy. Just, just because it makes it more convenient for you doesn't make it right. And so mm. we forced the issue, and our daughter got it on paper, and some teachers didn't like it, and I didn't care. Now, with that being said, there are a lot of, well, we talked about the guy from Pinterest, the guy that developed you know, Pinterest. Yeah, Pinterest. He'll yeah. tell you that his kids do not get cell phones. Yeah, he will not let his own children be on Pinterest. Mm-hmm. Or have a cell phone for him. He's yeah. like, because he knows what he did with it. When yeah, they, when, they know how they program uh-huh. it. Yeah. So just keep that keep that in mind. So that that that's my position on these kind of things. And you guys may have a different one. I would uh, I would not uh, have my children have any kind of flat screen toy uh, at all. Uh, when they start getting to high school, they're gonna have to start learning how to manage a phone and Maybe use a phone on a appropriately. Computer and a PC. And PC. That kind of stuff. And so it, it's a good time to develop the proper skills for it, but not let it become a place for fulfillment of boredom and entertainment. There's other ways to do that. 
so the next question that becomes, so when she talks about how do you handle that, yeah. that's the decision you got to make as a parent where you can flat out just tell the school, sorry, put it in printed form. I, I, my kids aren't going there. So tell me this. So now this is going to be the challenge. Most of, uh, most of us out there have uh, our children and they're probably currently hooked. Yeah. So how do you de-hook? How do we start detoxing? So one of the Where's first, the detox come from? <clears throat> one of the first things we do is first understand parents, the child does not own the phone. They don't have a right to the phone. And they will live without a phone. What? Yeah, I know. No, you, don't tell me. Yeah, so. wait, wait till you tell it to your kid and say, I'm taking your phone. The kid will go ballistic. That's your clue. Yeah, you, but my you, friends, they won't be able to get a hold of me. Invite me to a party. Oh, well, they can call you. Yep. Okay. If that's all the friend what it does. Remember I said, if, if you get asked out, this is all the guys up at, up at college here. Oh, don't if, even if give me a get asked out by texting, <laughs> dump them immediately. Yeah, do do not, not go on that date if you get asked out by text. Because you are now going to be a relationship of a person that has a more relationship with their cell phone technology they do with you because they won't even interact with you. By the way, when you get married, you want to be able to interact. Yeah, interaction's good once you get So there, rule right? number one, here's the first rule I add to a family. All phones go in a basket at 6 o'clock. You can make it 7 o'clock if you want. You come home. Parents, you as well. Well, I got my job. Okay, I understand. There's some other things that get connected. However, don't buy into that as your excuse yeah. unless you really have a job. Yeah, if you really have a job or your you know, life and death is... Um, you know, you're a doctor and you need to be by your phone. Otherwise, uh, put in the thing. Six o'clock, have a basket. Everybody's phones go in the basket. They plug them in, charge it for the next day. The kids will go, but my friends, you know what? Tell your friends in our home, if you don't talk to me by, by six o'clock... I'm with my family for the night. I got other things I'm doing for the night. If they go out and they're out somewhere, they're getting a little older and they have their phone with you because you want to track them, whatever. Okay, I understand these things. But as a whole, the first thing to do is start detoxing. Number two, do not go to bed with your phone. Okay. Do not take the bed, the, the phone to bed. The last thing you want to do is build a relationship with your phone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're talking about building relationships with other people. Right. And if you have a more relationship with your phone than you do with your spouse or your kids, there's a problem. Couples. Same with the kids. Couples, let's have this honest chat. How many times you go to bed with your phone and what you do is sit on your phone while you're in bed? How often? Just ask yourself yeah. the question. Okay, so see, I'm, I'm right here. <laughs> yeah. So what I, what I want you to do is I want you to start putting that in somewhere else. Well, I use yeah. it for my, my, my alarm clock. You know what? Go to Walmart. You can pick buy, one up for 12 bucks. Buy a $5 alarm clock yeah. anywhere. And so those are the first two things I, I'd add to. The next thing I'd add on that list is start managing when there will be no cell phone zones in your home. For example, dinner table, no cell phones. Uh, certain times during the day. Like some families like together for family prayer. Leave your phone. Don't bring it. No buzzing. No, hey, man, I got to text my friend. Nope. It, it got put in the basket at 6 o'clock. Let it go. Yeah. Okay. I really like that. I mean, my family, we really enjoy going out to eat with each other. Yeah. And that's our rule. When we get out to eat, no, there's phone. no phones. We're we're there to connect. Yep. After six o'clock, that's why I say just yep. dump it. So that's a couple to work towards. But you're gotta, gonna find you're gonna push back. And that's your clue. Yeah. That's your clue, you got a problem. And if you have a problem, take the little steps. Take now little you steps. now we always talk about these big things that you're gonna do, but we're saying, hey, take take the next little, little step. step. You know, make it dinner we're not going to have a phone yep we then go out it to the next time we go out to, to the next thing no, leave your phone yeah. if you go to a concert i challenge you not to pick your phone up and start videoing the concert how about you just enjoy the concert yeah <laughs> you know what you can go online because there are thousands of people that will video it for you you'll find the youtube video just up immediately how many times you've been to concert and everybody's phones are up Recording. Yeah, no, I was at a, my kid's concert the other day, like a high school singing concert, and everybody's videoing it with their phone, not even watching it. No, not even taking it in. And I'm like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Well, I'm making a memory. <laughs> no, you're not. No. It's called feeding into a dysfunction, so be careful. All right, we come back, got some closing thoughts. 
Okay. Got a couple more questions from Anna Some folks that had questions on our other shows. All right. I'll lead you with this one. We had a, 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 a email that said, Will, Tony, you guys say that when you get in arguments with your spouses, you hold hands. First of all, I point out, I, I don't remember the last time I got in an argument. Oh, well, there you go. Right. But they said, why is it that you hold hands and how do you do that? What's the point? <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about it. I want to answer that before we get out. Got to take a quick break. It's Let's Chat with Will and Tony. Check us out on our podcast. And, of course, join us with your questions at Let's Chat with Will and Tony at gmail.com. Back in two. Common sense advice for life. Helping with self-awareness, family, and relationships in a complex world. Now, here's Will Kesley and Tony Peck. All right, welcome back to Let's Chat with Will and Tony. Will Kesley. Tony uh, Peck. Good buddy. Tony Peck. Uh, you know, it says Mr. Announcer, this common sense for life. And that's really, I think, what we're trying to say. Most people, we know this stuff in our heart, in our mind. Yeah, this is nothing you, new. Agreed. When you get down to it, a lot of stuff that we talk about. It's, it's stuff it's, we already know about. We well, just have a yeah. little more of an edge to, to say, hey, by the way, warning, if no one's educated you to this one, here, let me give you some insight to it. I like it. We're missing it. So uh, as we took the break, we said we had a, um, a listener that said, okay, so you yeah. guys talk about holding hands when you argue with your yeah, spouse. Yeah, I remember that. We talked about that, uh, right. holding hands. Right. Now, for the for all everyone, I do not hold hands when I argue with Camille. You don't? But what do you I do? practice the principle. Okay. Typically, we're sitting next to each other. We've never been yellers, mm-hmm. so we don't yell. Yeah, my wife and I don't. And, uh, and we do have arguments. But disagreements. Disagreements. Yeah. So we're not yelling or anything. But the one thing I think the idea of holding hands is key, and this I do practice, is you're realizing that your relationship is more important than the argument. Yes. That's the point. Yes. That's the principle. So it's just a, it's just a disagreement. Yeah. Don't blow up a lifelong eternal relationship with somebody you adore because you have a disagreement. It's yeah. just a disagreement. Yeah. You work out how I feel this way, you feel that way, but don't blow up the relationship just because I'm angry and I make a point. Yeah, and That's so the point of holding hands. I thought the comment you had about holding hands was classic because to me it solidified that principle mm-hmm. of, hey, I care about you more than this argument. I care about you more than winning this argument. Beautiful. I'm just here to discuss with you and let's work out where we want to be because end of the day, we want to be together. Yes. And so what she's saying is I could never hold my spouse's hand because I'm so angry with them. <laughs> maybe she they, talks with her hands. Maybe. Well, okay. But I think the principle is still the point. The reason we say hold hands, say, you know what? I think we're in disagreement. We're going to hold hands. It's to remind ourselves we are committed to just having a disagreement and working through the facts of the disagreement. It doesn't have to become yeah. intimately connected to the soul of the person that you love. Correct. And and that's what we're trying to help you remember. So whether you're physically or uh, figuratively yeah. holding hands, make sure you remember that relationship's more important. Yes. And this is why, and I get, like, we all have times we get upset. We all have times we get frustrated. It's okay. You don't want a relationship that's so platonic it has none of those feelings. Yeah, because, yeah. I mean, we're not robots. Right, right. Nothing's being challenged. It's okay. It's about caring candor. Caring can. I love that statement. Right. I always love that. We statement. can be candid and honest about where we're at and what we feel and why we feel it and still be caring about how we go about it. Don't blow up the relationship. It's like it's like burning down your house every time you don't like a color of a wall. Yeah. Just repaint the wall. Yeah, exactly. You don't have to blow the whole thing up to do it. That's what I encourage you to do. There you go. Good luck with the tones. Uh, no problem. I'm so glad I don't have infants and kids under five. I have grandkids. And I can assure you that uh, my children all understand with their children... 
we practice good hygiene when it comes to technology. We've got to run. Techno- technological hygiene. I like that term. There we go. Let's go. Keep it clean, brother. Keep it clean. <laughs> See you next week. Join yep. us up on our podcast. Let's chat with Will and Tony. Love to hear your comments. See you next week. Bye.